Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island, pairing beer and music since 1988. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. Listen critically, enjoy responsibly. One, two, three, cuatro. From WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. This week, we're going to bring you a brand new batch of buried treasures. New under-the-radar songs we can't live without. Plus, Greg and I will resume our roles as the Rock Doctors, prescribing some new music to a patient trying to turn over a new leaf. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and later in the show, we're going to serve as the rock doctors to a patient looking for new music not tied to the substance use of his past. But first, it's time for another round of Buried Treasures. Buried Treasures is one of our favorite periodic episodes, Greg. I don't know about you, but I collect stuff uh, nonstop in between each taping of of this Buried Treasures episode, introducing listeners to sounds uh, that they probably haven't heard, that are way under the mainstream radar. I always love having having a bounty of riches. What are you going to start us off with? A lot of stuff uh, in the last few weeks that has caught my ear, Jim. A band from Norway called Palm Poco, named after a Japanese animated fantasy film. And the title specifically refers to these characters in the movie. They are Japanese raccoon dogs who drum their own bellies. So they're like (laughs) belly drummers, you know? That's my kind of uh, raccoon dog, yeah. And, you know, the movies, I have not seen the movie. I'm taking the band's word for it. But apparently it's an extremely chaotic jumble of energy and adventure and these... uh, these uh, raccoon dogs are really badass in this movie. Yeah, you know, they just yeah. loved them. They're, they're, they're these wonderful characters. So they said, you know, we're going to name our band after this. These are kind of, you, you'd think these are kind of, uh, you know, conservative people. They went to this music academy in Norway, and they're studying classical music and all this stuff. But uh, uh, they decided to form this band instead, a quartet, a co-ed quartet, with a wide range of influences. So there's sort of an intellectual veneer here. You know, they've studied West African music as well as noise bands, you know, so they're bringing all these elements into the music. What they've come up with is a debut album after a year and a half of working together. It's called Birthday. And what I'm hearing is a sort of an angular version of pop punk. Mm. Um, There's melodies here. There's that punk energy. But there's sort of a skewed quality to it. The melodies are a little bit off-center. The time signatures and the keys in the songs sort of jump around. So there's sort of an art-pop approach toward these punkish melodies. Here's Day Tripper from Palm Poco on Sound Opinions.
That is Greg's first buried treasure pick, Palm Poco, Day Tripper. Gonzo stuff, Greg, <laughs> all over the map. I think that's uh, actually one of the uh, recurring themes in my buried treasures picks this week, people defying genre expectations. Stephanie Christian is a uh, female singer, songwriter, uh, multi-talented woman from Detroit. Born and raised there, uh, first uh, broached the music scene as frontwoman of a rock band, a uh, funky rock band called Flux Phonic. Uh, hit my radar because Dream Hampton was uh, was uh, touting her on Facebook. I said, okay, I'm going to check this out. And man, I was blown away. Uh, you know, Facebook has those stupid, reductive things I like, my influences. You know, you could put You're in right. like three. And Stephanie Christian uh, said, Tina Turner, Rage Against the Machine, and Alanis <laughs> Morissette. And I said, okay, this is a prank, right? right. But there is this intense uh, element of, of rock. Elsewhere in her bio materials, I've seen her say, uh, trying to imagine if uh, Sam Cooke and Kurt Cobain were one and the yeah. same. And and there is this element of, of deep Detroit soul, funk, uh, that Motor City groove, uh, soulfulness. She sang recently at a tribute to Aretha Franklin in her native city. And then there's this rock edge. I think you'll hear right away what I mean. This is a song called Limbo. Stephanie Christian has a new album called uh, It's Complicated. And the music is but joyful. Stephanie Christian. Uh, I'm saying that, uh, Greg, because it's uh, C-H-R-I-S-T-I, apostrophe A-N. Mm -hmm. song is called uh, Limbo. Yeah, I, the, that epic orchestration on that track was yeah. kind of... Uh, I wasn't expecting that. No. You know, those drums against those, that, that big, you know... Swelling string section. It was kind of a, kind of a surprise. It was kind of cool. I'm going. Where is this going? Uh, and there's a ton of tracks on on Spotify by her that yes. are all, uh, as you said, all over the map. It's an intriguing uh, approach to music. She, you can't pigeonhole her. And, uh, I, and, and there's I like also you know a real activist mentality mm -hmm. that she brings to her lyrics. It's it's politically woke and conscious music. I think it's really inspiring. Well, I'm going to go from a, a, a an accomplished lyricist uh, like the artist you just played to one that has no lyrics at all. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Delvon Lamar, the Delvon Lamar organ trio to be specific. Delvon is a, um, a, a, a scene regular in Seattle. I love this story. This guy's uh, around 40-ish right now. He's been playing in clubs in Seattle when he was a kid. 
basically sneaking into clubs, gigging with bands uh, underage. He couldn't technically be there. But they let him in because he was one of the guys in the band. And uh, he was playing drums. He was playing trumpet. uh, Ended up on Hammond B3 organ. He was one of those kids who could pick up any instrument and make a sound on it and and make music on it. He would watch somebody more accomplished than, than him play that instrument. And then he would just mimic them. And lo and behold, he'd come up with his own thing. Um, so a, a real talent. And meanwhile, he's working these day jobs. He's playing gigs six, seven nights a week in Seattle, he was telling me, uh, and working at Comcast or working a forklift, you know, doing this day job thing. And, you know, thinking by the time, you know, he's done this for like two decades and he's thinking, this isn't going anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be the local hero for the rest of my life. And he started, you know, he would complain to his wife and his wife finally got, got tired of him complaining and basically said, listen, I'll manage you. You just play I'll do the rest. And he goes, really? You'll, like, you'll help me? You know? And, and she did. And now, in the last two years, this guy's gone from a local act in Seattle to a guy who has toured the world several times. He's been through Europe, playing, through, playing to sh- you know, multiple shows. He says, I've been to Paris five times. You know? It's yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of those kind of deals. Old hat. Like, wow, cool. Um, and I listened to the music, and I thought, you know, th- th- this is terrific stuff. If you're into things like Jimmy Smith, you know, that organ sound, mm-hmm. this great jazz musician, or something like Booker T. Jones and Booker T. and the MGs, you know, uh, that sound is going to appeal uh, here with this band. Um, they, they, they combine elements of funk. They combine elements of soul. They've got an audience now in the jam band scene because they, their, their songs are basically vehicles, loosely arranged songs that allow for a lot of improvisation. Um, sometimes they'll, they'll meld six or seven songs into a tune and, and build around it. So they have a lot of jazz chops, as they say. Uh, the track I want to play is a Tacoma Black Party from their most recent album, which is called Live at KEXP on Sound Opinions. Tacoma Black Party from Delvon Lamar Organ Trio on Sound Opinions. Well, I, you know, say I got your number, Cot. You are yeah. just the sucker for the Hammond B3. <laughs> but who isn't? You know, I mean, there's a whole lot of Booker T in, in, oh, yeah. in what I'm hearing. And, and that is not a bad thing, because yeah. who else besides Booker T's ever pulled that Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm there if, if this guy's coming to town. That, that, that's a great trio. Um, and, and it was a great story. Uh, you know, as, as uh, you know, I am a believer in music as community. 
you know, the uh, uh, I have this band. We only play uh, punk rock dives, you know, capacity ideally about 25, you know, because we might draw 20 people. Last time we did this Buried Treasures episode, we had uh, a guest, Tariq Moody, who is a DJ on Radio Milwaukee, our friends uh, 90 minutes away where you mm-hmm. went to college. Um, and I said, hey, man, do you ever go to Circle A? Mm-hmm. Right? It's this really tiny club that I love. It's such a hole in the ground, I say with great affection. And so my band was playing there. And, um, uh, you know, this guy comes up afterwards. He says, you need to have this 45. Mm-hmm. You need this. You're going to love this. I want to give this to you. I, you know, he's not in the band. He's just a listener of the radio show okay. who loves this band. It's by a group called Supersonic Space Rebels. It is a trio, two women and one man, uh, from Chicago, actually. It's just they had this Milwaukee super fan that is, uh, you know, again, that wonderfully reductive Facebook uh, self-description as opposed to the dreaded algorithms generated right. by like an iTunes. If you <laughs> like this, you'll like that. No, no, no. They're, they set out, they said, to do Debbie Harry fronting the cramps possessed by Dracula. <laughs> and that is a really good description. There's a punk rock ferocity, but also a rockabilly swing mm-hmm. at times. Uh, there are kind of distorted vocals on some of the songs like that great. Remember when uh, uh, Lux Interior would put the microphone all the way down his throat and do the vocals? That <laughs> were, or Gibby Haynes and the Butthole Surfers with the uh, megaphone right. into the mic. Um, it's just ferocious, tear it up, you know, two-minute rock uh, that, that I just love to pieces. Apparently they're working on a full album. This is a track called Watch You Burn from 2017 by Supersonic Space Rebels on Sound Opinions. Supersonic Space Rebels on Sound Opinions. You know, a little bit of surf, a little bit of psychobilly, yeah. you know, some deranged vocals. What's that to love? Same thing, <laughs> same thing. You know, you can't go wrong with little Booker T and the MGs. You can't go wrong with surfer Billy, psychobilly punk. Uh, it's, it's just great stuff. If you've got an album that uh, you say we need to hear, call and leave a message on our hotline, 888-859-1800, or find us on Facebook or Twitter. After a break, Greg and I will dig up some more buried treasures. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Favors, I keep on 
Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRogatis, and we're going through some of our recent favorite records that haven't gotten as much attention as we think they should. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of a Seattle vibe today. I uh, talked about the Delvon Lamar organ trio in the last segment from Seattle, and now I've got another new Seattle group, uh, Tourist Activities, to talk about. Now, this is no fair, because your sister and brother-in-law live there. I'm telling and you. And they give the pipeline yeah. to the Berry Treasure Well, they pipeline. definitely knew about Delvon Lamar. I'm not sure they knew about Tourist Activities, because they are, they are fresh on the block. Uh, they've just got a six-song EP out. But they actually have been... Uh, working on music for a number of years, the lead singer and songwriter, Bailey Melton, she's been working with Kel Jacobson, the lead guitar player in the group, as a duo for a number of years. And they put out a demo uh, online a few years ago, flushed out the group uh, with a bassist and drummer, and now have been playing as a quartet uh, in Seattle and, and, and the region. They just put out their first EP, Off My Mind. Um, you know, they've gone from this sort of lo-fi bedroom project into a full-blown band. And again, what I love about this, the six songs show an incredible uh, variety and range. It's not, it, it, there's, a, there's a little bit of jangle in there. There's a little bit of avant-garde uh, touches in there. There's some grunge in there. Remember the G word from Seattle? They're honoring their roots being yeah, from yeah. the Pacific Northwest. So there's a little bit of that as well uh, spread out over these six songs. Uh, but the key here, again, is, is Bailey Melton as the, uh, the vocalist and, and, and songwriter in the band. Very promising start uh, to their career with this uh, Off My Mind EP. And here's a song from it, Crystal River from Tourist Activities on Sound Opinions. Tourist Activities with a song called Crystal River from their Off My Mind EP, one of my buried treasures. I hear the Seattle there, Greg, and it is uh, it is fun stuff. I think I'm going to blow your mind with this next pick. Uh, Jenny Tolman. Um, you know, I, I have an aversion, a knee-jerk aversion to mainstream Nashville <laughs> country music, all right? Uh, the overproduced stuff, right? But I, I've been on a real Dolly Parton kick lately, and I realize it's really only like starting in the 80s that Nashville started. The mainstream yeah, the Nashville over, stuff, overproduction, know. right? Yeah. I mean, I just hate when they take all the country grid out. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go back to some of those really uh, highly produced uh, 70s uh, singles, you know, Dolly Parton, uh, even Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. You know, there was still country soul and pop production. Yeah, Bobby Gentry. I think what oh Bobby Gentry. I think what Jenny Tolman is doing is right up that alley and she cites at age 23 she cites as two of her favorite country artists 
Dolly Parton and Roger Miller, mm-hmm. right? Because she loves the storytelling element. And in a lot of ways, this is a very conventional sort of Nashville uh, mainstream sound until you listen Mm -hmm. to what Jenny Tolman is singing in that wonderfully smoky 3.30 in the morning uh, last call voice. Um, She is a storyteller par excellence. She has an album coming out called There Goes the Neighborhood um, in July. Uh, But she's been releasing singles sort of one by one on uh, Spotify this song, High Class White Trash, <laughs> is, uh, is, is you know, a little novelette, uh, novella, of uh, a resident of a uh, mobile uh, home parks in, in the South. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'll quote the lyric. Uh, she is giving advice for uh, the sort of women who uh, uh, permeate the beauty pageant. Culture of the South, yeah. show a little leg and you got them by the blank. All it takes to be a beauty queen is a coffee can full of cash. <laughs> I just love that. I mean, that is like one of my favorite lyrics of the year so far. I love her twisted sense of humor and it, 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 it is in every one of her songs that I've heard so far. But this one's called High Class White Trash by Jenny Tolman, 23 years old from Nashville. Nothing like a sample of perfume At the bottom of a purse To cover up the palm I'll reeking from his shirt Or a little bloody Mary For a head full of hurt Nothing like a fresh coat of lipstick Painted on bright You can say the kind that mama wouldn't like Even makes a potty mouth seem ladylike High Class White Trash by Jenny Tolman. Tell me, don't tell me you loved it. That is my favorite buried treasure of yours today, Jim. That is uh, it's great. I what I liked about with that sort of uh, understated boozy vibe that she had. It was kind of you know what reminded me of like a female Tony Joe White. Yeah, you know that kind of vibe. Yeah. You know, and 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 it just had that simmering kind of summery vibe like it's kind of you know it's really humid out the, yeah. you know the crickets you know you but you can see hear, what I'm saying about Dolly know? Parton yeah. right yeah. it's like everybody wants to like sidle up to her at the bar yeah it's it, it's very down home but it's also funny yes and it's it's not in your face it, it, it almost sneaks up on you how good that song is thank you um, I did something right. How about that? I'm, I'm telling you. I, uh, I'm i going to go to South Africa for my final buried treasure of, of the uh, segment, Jim. A young artist, Eugen Blackrock, she was featured on the Black Panther soundtrack. I remember we reviewed the uh, the, the, the soundtrack. A and phenomenal to, soundtrack. To me, as my, you know, Kendrick Lamar's involvement obviously gave it a spotlight. But what I thought uh, Kendrick did that was so brilliant on that record was bringing these new artists into uh, into the project. It wasn't just the name artists that, that, you know, helped make that soundtrack so good. It was these up-and-comers, and Eugen Blackrock was one of them. Uh, that got people to pay attention to her, and now she's capitalizing with uh, her second album uh, called Anima Mysterium. She's not dumbing down anything for a new commercial audience. In fact, if anything, she's picking up 
the Kendrick vibe in mm. terms of uh, the Afrofuturism. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of reference to references to Egyptian mythology and mythology and cosmic uh, references, sci- science fiction references. You know, she is a chip off the old Afrofuturistic block, if I might say. You Janelle know? Monet and and very dense wordplay combined with that Dusty's vibe on the uh, uh, production. Uh, that's an intoxicating sound for me. And I think she's a brilliant, brilliant MC that's fully living up to the opportunity that uh, Lamar gave her uh, on the Black Panther soundtrack and made an, uh, an album that I think is a real contender for one of the best albums I've heard so far this year. Here is Eugen Blackrock with a song called Picture Box from the Anima Mysterium album on Sound Opinions. Conspiring in secrecy, my ghouls grab chains and exchange theories on other spooks and black books. Sad souls known to grab loose and hang loose. They hypnotized by the tube, horrific daily news, ears ringing from eerie noises. Empty vessels make the loudest. TV hosts invading, living rooms like haunted houses, spewing words without content. Spoken out of context, I breathe deep, inhale the sweet perfume of the dead. The ghosts that haunt my spirit, hide in mist and early showers. To purify the self, I throw my fears in burning fires. Desperate times called desperate measures. But situations dire, tower over furnaces, unburnt and demons cower, but the world spins or it seems to. Rush the heavens, wonder if the gods and us could be equals. Stars circle the planet that follow us to the Kaaba. Universal in breath directs the flow of prana, unfolding cosmic sagas in the gallows. Where my shadow reigns supreme Diana with a bow, the protectress of all thieves Still beating hearts from chests and leave static on the screen I live in frequencies where strange schools of sorcery meet Turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off Let the rhythm bring peace to your bubbling heart Find the inner space at night, the most cosmic of sparks The firefly that shines like the sun and lights up the dark Turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off Let the rhythm bring peace to your bubbling heart that is Yugen Blackrock with Picture Box, one of my buried treasures. I, I just love it. I love its ambition. I love its uh, space rock, Afrofuturism vibe. Great, great stuff, Greg. And while we are in outer space, my <laughs> last buried treasure pick. Uh, you know, so, you know, buried treasures do not have to be young, up-and-coming artists that, uh, uh, you know, nobody's heard of uh, in our definition. Often it can be an artist who just kind of flies under the radar, uh, deep in the underground, consistently excellent. And and certainly this solo album, the newest by Brant Bjork, uh, qualifies. Brant Bjork is the godfather, the looming tower of desert rock, stoner rock, uh, you know, drumming. Uh, what he brought to one of the cornerstone bands of that whole movement, Caius. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. in terms of his uh, hard-hitting, and I mean as hard as Dave Grohl in Nirvana, but also jazzy fluidity, right? He's mm-hmm. a multi-instrumentalist, percussive tones, different tones, uh, and, and a sort of ever-streaming, ever-flowing uh, jazz, really, vibe. Um, you know, but his new solo album, uh, which is going to be called Jacuzzi, J-A-C-O-O-Z-Z-I, is uh, him going in a funk direction. Uh, I've interviewed Brandt a number of times, and he's just a brilliant fellow. He wanted to take, he he said, rock and roll, combining it with the black music he always uh, loved growing up, listening to the more uh, funk-oriented, soul-oriented stuff. Uh, We've always heard the jazz in the drumming he brought to Caius or Fu Manchu or some of those desert rock sessions, but I've never heard him do funk. 
And I'm, you know, A, it's a mm. solo uh, album by a drummer who I love. B, you know, the idea of, of combining somehow the desert rock, <laughs> psychedelic, stoner, doom vibe with funk. Bring it. Here is a song called Gorilla Funk by Brant Bjork on Sound Opinions. <laughs> Gorilla Funk, and that's uh, Gorilla as in the uh, soldier who slips in under the barbed wire. Brant Bjork. You know, Jim, I have to say, of all the picks you had, this was the one I was looking most forward to, because I'd, I'd actually heard bits and pieces of this record. Uh, you know, it had been circulated to us. Um, and I love Brant Bjork. I think he's yeah. a brilliant, brilliant drummer. But i got to say, this is the only one of your picks that really? was a letdown. I, I thought, wow, you know, Brant Bjork doing sort of a funk thing, cool. Yeah. But then it goes on, and I go, you know, yeah, he is a stone rock sort of dude. I yeah. think there's a reason this album was lost. I feel like Brent was a, little, <laughs> was a little lost in the haze while he was making it, and the tape machine's running, and you're going, is this song going to make a little change here at some point? Is there going to be like a progression? What do you need change you know, for? It's kind of groovy Kaius. and hypnotic. one groove. And I imagine if the, bong, if the bong is nearby, you will enjoy this stuff. But you know what? I can't believe that, uh, you know, a Caius guy didn't make a fantastic record. But hey, I'm, I'm just calling him the way I hear him. If you've got an album that's flying under the radar that everyone should hear, let us know. Don't just let me and Jim hog the spotlight here. Give us a call at 888-859-1800 or connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. Coming up, we're going to help out a listener looking for some musical healing. That's In a Minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRogatis. And from time to time, we try to help a listener who's reached out for musical help in a segment we call The Rock Doctors. Today, we have Adam on the line. We'll hear what he's looking for, prescribe some songs, then check in with him after a week of treatment. Welcome to the show, Adam. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Adam, what is your problem? Take us from ground zero. Why are you coming to The Rock Doctors? So I'm kind of at this point, I'm in my 40s. I've been through a lot, divorce and career change, a lot of good stuff, a lot of hard stuff. And I'm looking back on my life where I've spent a lot of my time dealing with childhood trauma in a way that just involved drinking or getting high, just doing things that numbed me out. I just was doing a lot of things to to manage emotional pain. And I got to this point in my life where I decided, well, that's not working. And so I'd say... The last five years especially, I've really done a lot of soul-searching and work to become more aware of, of what I'm going through and less numbed out. And I sometimes feel like I may be on the edge of transformation, and other times I just feel like I'm stuck. But that's that's what music is for, right, Adam? It's, it's to get us over that hump. We all feel exactly. the way you've felt. 
It's true. Yeah. You know, I realize there's this universality to the feeling, but it's also so isolating at times. And yeah. a lot of the music I used to listen to would be music you'd hear with a cocktail in your hand or a joint mm. in your mouth. Yeah. And although that music is still good music, it's got a different set of baggage now. So, you know, I need some music that is encouraging without being sappy, that's inspiring, but also realistic. It's been hard to find something I really want to listen to that isn't tied to a lot of past yeah. feeling. You, need, you need to move forward, and you need some music that's got vitamin M. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Well put. Let me just explore that a little bit, because uh, realistic sounds to me like you're not interested in like these, these fantasy tropes of, you know, I could swim the longest ocean, I could climb the highest mountain to overcome my troubles. You're looking about something more uh, down-to-earth and day-to-day, as opposed to fantastical. Yeah, like survivor music, not like inspirational in a hokey way. So. Yeah. Do you listen to the dark stuff at all, or have you just kind of ruled that out completely? No, I, I mean, I still totally connect with all that other music, but it's just, there's baggage. So I feel like I need something new and, and right. not, not necessarily released yesterday, but yeah. something new on my palate. Well, that's what Sound Opinions exists for, Adam. Every week we'll give you a new uh, dose. But I think in specific uh, answer to your uh, questions and, and uh, with a prescription, Dr. Cod, have you got one? I do. And it's interesting because I I find myself going back to this particular song and this particular record over and over again the last couple of years because I'm going through my own dark period right now, Adam, and it has nothing to do with uh, some of the stuff that you uh, dealt with, but more uh, more of a social political uh, issue that I have, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, you know, just get, getting through a day and waking up in the morning and, and hearing the latest news is enough to put you in a deep dark hole. And uh, this music has, uh, has helped me, I have to say, flat out. The song I want to recommend is uh, Continental Breakfast by Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile from their 2017 album, A Lot of Sea Lice. I cherish my intercontinental friendships We talk it over continental breakfast In a hotel in East Bumble, wherever Somewhere on the sphere, around here. You know, it's a song about friendship at the end of the day. Um, it's not perfect. They don't sound like they're even interested in having all the lines rhyme and their voices sound a little drawled and relaxed and they're unconcerned about being perfect uh, because they're around, their, uh, around a friend. And, and you don't have to be a perfect around a friend. Uh, that relaxed feel really appeals to me. The song feels like the sun's out, there's a breeze, there's two friends hanging out drinking a cup of coffee, and uh, they're swapping lines, they're swapping guitar lines. Uh, there's a wordless vocal in the middle where they're just sort of humming together. You know, it puts me in a great place. I feel like I, I got a smile on my face every time I listen to this song. You know, you can hear the fingers on the fretboard, you know, the guitars. Um, yeah. It just sounds very intimate and very friend. You know, two friends talking to each other, and they're separated by this continent. You know, one lives in Australia, one lives in in Philly, and they're just having this little conversation uh, when they, whenever they get together. And after all, it's just a rental. Black better luck performing telekinesis on a You won't believe what I might have could have told you. But I wouldn't want to leave you tripping out over it. 
Okay, more so me, but Or just me I think that sounds like a good instinct. I think learning how to relax into either, you know, a friendship or the moment or, yeah, just like I think that's really the note I need to hit is like, how do I just say wherever I'm at is okay? All right. All right. Well, you know, you're going to listen to this, Adam, and then come back. And, and, and Dr. Cott and I have both been sued many times for malpractice. <laughs> so it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean yeah. we're right here. <laughs> I'll call my lawyer. Yeah, there you go. You know, Adam, I've got a recommendation for you. I actually have a multimedia recommendation, okay? Because I want you to both watch the film and listen to this song. Andrew Gill here, one of our producers, is the world's biggest Mountain Goats fan. (laughs) And whenever we are uh, approached with someone uh, with this level of enthusiasm, you guys got to get hip to fill in the blank. You know, it's like, okay, (laughs) make us the Spotify list, all right? And Andrew did, and he delivered. And my wife is the uh, film editor at the Chicago Tribune. Her favorite movie of the year, one of them, was Minding the Gap, which is a documentary, was one of the best documentary uh, Academy Award nominees. It lost, unfortunately. It is a wonderful film uh, made by a kid, Bing Lu, and he grew up in mm. Rockford. Not the Rockford we imagine of Cheap Trick, which is a nice suburban Illinois town, but but a kind of a, a, a Rust Belt city that has uh, seen better times and is really in the dumps now. And it's about his two friends who he must have filmed for a good decade, uh, you know, who are skateboarders. And wow. their lives are saved by two things, skateboarding and music. And the film is really inspiring without being sappy, because you said you're allergic to sap. Um, and, and it builds to this absolutely triumphant uh, conclusion with a song by the Mountain Goats called This Year. I broke free on a Saturday morning. I put the pedal to the floor. Headed north on Mills Avenue and listened to the the Mountain Goats are, are ridiculously prolific. It's one of those catalogs where you're like, where do I start? You know, there's like two dozen albums. Where do I start? Uh, a good place is that 2005 record, The Sunset Tree. But this song in particular is really special this year. And I'll give you the one lyric that kills me, man. I am going to make it through this year if it kills me. Six cylinders underneath the hood crashing and kicking. Ah, listen to the engine whine. I am going to make it Right? Because we've all yeah. been, I mean, you know, Cot is worried about the global uh, socioeconomic thing. <laughs> and you've yeah. been going through, you know, how do I climb out of, of this trauma? You know, and divorce is tough, man. I've been there too. There's a lot of stuff on your head. Listen yeah. to this record. You're going to make it through, even if it kills you. Uh, <laughs> and then you come back next week and tell us what you think of uh, Dr. Cot's and uh, my picks. What do you say? If it doesn't kill me, if I'm it doesn't in. kill you, yeah. I will. Thank you guys so much. You're most welcome. Let us welcome Adam back to uh, Sound Opinions. Uh, Adam, you're still talking to us that you're alive. <laughs> Our prescriptions did not kill you. We're, uh, no malpractice. We're happy about that. Uh, how did they work for you? There were two themes that I kind of got from the two songs. And the theme that I got from uh, Continental Breakfast was just the importance of remembering that being vulnerable with friends is really 
um, you know, key to just enjoying life. Because uh, that song is just so beautiful, and the way that they're um, just sharing with each other over the distance and uh, being disconnected and isolated is a big part of depression and struggle. Swinging on its own, see it's just an inhabitant of some holy ghost. Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile, Continental Breakfast from their 2017 album, A Lot of Sea Lice. I don't know if you happened to see the video for that song as well, Adam. But, Just watched uh, it, actually. Yeah, I mean, I love that video. I mean, I'm not a big video guy, you know, but that certain songs, uh, the videos just seem so appropriate. My daughter, who lives in Germany, just texted me about that song in particular and that video, and she was just, who's this Kurt Vile guy? And it was kind of like one of those... I, I, I think when you see it, you just have to smile. It just it just warms up your day. So it worked for you, right, Adam? It did. It did. And uh, the other song too. I think maybe even more powerfully was the song "This Year" by the Mountain Goats. I mean, take away everything else and just put a refrain in my head that tells me I'm gonna make it through this year if it kills me. Isn't that killer? Uh, that, Isn't that? I mean, that I love that money. Yeah, that was just the thing. I tried to play it every morning when I woke up and. Uh, you know, I, later I dug deep into some of the lyrics, and uh, there was another theme that came out of it, which is just that it's not just forever. You know, make it through this year, and then the line about uh, that we'll be feasting and dancing in Jerusalem next year. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not all right now. There's something later, and survival is something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, living through it is, is something. Definitely um, going to stay in the rotation. I think it's a good first thing in the morning, kicking the butt. It, uh, it's, it's encouraging to know that music can still have that impact on people. It does impact our lives in that way, and uh, I'm glad it worked for you as well, Adam. So thank you so well, much you for the uh, for, comments. Thank you for sharing it, really. I think uh, it's great to listen to your show and just to be able to get a new perspective. You guys listen to stuff like, I feel like I listen to all kinds of music and you guys are always showing to me something new. So thank you guys a lot. We've been talking to Adam, one of our Rock Doctors patients who actually enjoyed our recommendations. Thanks so much, Adam. (laughs) Yeah, you bet. Thank you. I really appreciate it. If you need musical help from the Rock Doctors, fill out a patient form at our website, soundopinions.org. And if you've got a song to recommend to Adam, Call our hotline at 888-859-1800. That is a little bit of the song You're the Man by Marvin Gaye. Greg, the uh, long-lost Marvin Gaye album of that same name, You're the Man, was supposed to come out almost 50 years ago. Uh, Never did. Uh, Of course, you and I have opinions about this record, but this particular record has an abnormal backstory, and we just happen to have the expert on this era of music on our production staff, Ayana Contreras, who moonlights as the host of Reclaim Soul on our home station, WBEZ, in Chicago. So we'll uh, we'll let Ayana explain why this record is only being released now, and then uh, you and I will share our thoughts on the music. Ayana, take it. Just in time for what would have been Marvin Gaye's 80th birthday, 
His long-shelved 1972 album, You're the Man, has been released by Motown Records. The record was initially scrapped because it was a victim of a lack of confidence on the parts of both Motown and Marvin. The lead single from the album, You're the Man, was a top 10 soul record in 1972. But unlike most of Gay's previous offerings, it didn't cross over to the pop charts, which led Motown to think twice about releasing the rest of the material. Meanwhile, at the time of the recording, Marvin was heavily concerned with creating a strong follow-up to 1971's groundbreaking concept album, What's Going On? He was haunted by his own success. Marvin was also grieving due to the untimely death of his singing partner and friend, Tammy Terrell, who passed away in 1970 at the age of 24. Here's Marvin on Soul Train talking about that period in his life. You know, Tammy and I recorded together years ago, and uh, I, uh, when uh, we lost her, I, it affected me uh, really uh, quite uh, psychologically, and uh, I, I really didn't care to perform after that. Fast forward to 2019, the album You're the Man, recorded after What's Going On, but before Let's Get It On, was shelved for almost 50 years. It's the thematic and musical missing link between those two blockbuster albums. Situated adjacent to the jazzy, moke-drenched Trouble Man soundtrack, which was released in late 1972, You're the Man helps contextualize Marvin's canonical works of the 1970s. Luckily, this isn't just a case of greedy vault robbers messing with an artist's legacy. Marvin was on the record saying that he wanted this work released. In fact, a lot of it already has been. Four of the songs that have been released over the years as bonus cuts, alternate versions, or one-off singles rank among my favorite Marvin Gaye tracks of all time. The Righteous Political Jam, You're the Man. The Rollicking Symphony. And we can make it, baby. When the going, get a little Which was a composition by Marvin Gaye that was initially released by the originals in 1970. And then there's the song, My Last Chance. And the ultra-hip Groover, The World is Rated X, was also previously released on a post-mortem 1980s cash-in record. Should be 
both tracks bore unfortunate overdubbing of synthesizers in an attempt to update them. I'm happy to hear Rated X untouched and in context. Despite the fact that some of these tracks are available elsewhere, the opportunity for folks to hear a bunch of tracks that haven't seen the light of day by a genius at his peak, as well as the opportunity to hear some unduly rare cuts in their intended context, makes this album well worth your attention. Well, thank you, Ayana, and I would uh, concur. It's, it's definitely worth your time. I mean, we're talking about prime-era Marvin Gaye. It was an incredibly fertile era for creativity uh, in the Marvin Gaye camp at this time. So to get this entire record is a, is a real gift. Um, I, I do think it holds up quite well. I also understand why he may have had second thoughts about releasing it, although the single didn't achieve you know, the ascendance on the pop charts that he had anticipated. I think it's still a very good song. I think the issue here for me was that this sounded like uh, what's going on part two to an extent. There was yeah. a, there was an attempt to sort of piggyback on that record with a similar vibe and a similar sense of content, you know, the, the political vibe, the social political vibe, uh, the arrangements uh, sort of taking off on those orchestrated soul tracks that he was doing on, on what's going on. I think it was wise of him to sort of put a little distance between this album and what's going on. I think Let's Get It On turned out to be a brilliant move. Yeah. A, an almost... 180 turn from what what's going on was away so the from time, the big world yeah. view and into the boudoir exactly so yeah. he 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 was very smart in in the way that the, the sequencing of those albums went on but i think the prime spot for you're the man would have been after Let's Get It On came out in 1970. There was a window there of about three years between Let's Get It On and I Want You, which sort of begins the Marvin Gaye Lost in the Wilderness era. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, starting to yeah. starting to figure things out here. He's going through a messy divorce, and I think maybe the timing might have been a little bit better for this record well, had it come out right before I Want I You. I can see that out. argument thematically as well, because You're the Man is uh, is very much in the what's going on political mode. Uh, politics is turning us into lunatics. Right. Wow. And and also, you know, hey, 2019, better late than never, and boy, is that resonant today. Mm -hmm. um, but then you get to a track like The World is Rated X, or uh, You Are the Special One, which are very much also in the uh, let's get it on mode. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, all politics is personal, and nobody does personal love better than Marvin Gaye, right? right. I, I can see this bringing those two sounds together. Would it have held up as well uh, if it was released originally? I don't know, but, but rare in the history of popular music is the great lost album. First of all, nothing's lost anymore, right? right? You know, everything is available on the net, uh, but rare is the great lost album that actually lived up to the hype. I think, you know, Prince's Black album is fine, but it doesn't live up to the hype. Right. Brian Eno's My Squelchy Life, even <laughs> Brian Eno. But I think, wow, this is instantly in my top six or seven favorite Marvin Gaye albums. Mm -hmm. It's a great record. 
Greg, what is on the show next week? Jim, next week we are going to uh, revisit our conversation with Moby on the occasion of the release of his first book, now that his second book is about to come out. Moby, a prolific uh, author now as well as musician. For more Sound Opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. As always, the show was produced by Brendan Banisak, Alex Claiborne, Iana Contreras, and Andrew Gill. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. New messages. Hello, this is Alan Arkish from Los Angeles, California. Your review of Jenny Lewis, it really pleased me. Back in 1989, Jenny was a young actress on a TV series that I was producing and directing called Shannon Field. She was 14 years old, and she was very serious about her acting, and started bringing guitar to the set, and I was really impressed how serious she was about her music. So over the next two seasons, we talked music all the time and shared our favorites, and I made her many, many mixtapes. I have hundreds of them, and glad to have introduced her to... Velvet Underground, among many others. Jenny's the real thing. It was really nice to hear that you guys are just as much in love with her music as I am. Thanks. Hi, my name is Bill. I'm calling from Granville, Ohio. I really appreciated the songs in your True Crimes podcast, but I think we forget that a lot of times the crimes are being committed by the people who are supposed to be keeping us safe. And so I was thinking of Bob Dylan's Hurricane, and the ways in which Hurricane Carter was framed. But the song that I would really like to hear you play is Janelle Monet, Hell You Talking About. As more and more innocent, unarmed, black men are gunned down, we have to pay attention to where all the sources of the crime are coming from and hold accountable the police and people who are supposed to be keeping us safe. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm a Jamaican, Dr. Wilson in Monkey, New Jersey, and I am one of those folks who um, found myself in exile, self-imposed exile around that period. But the piece of music police and peace reminded me so much about the political climate that destroyed Jamaica's thriving economy at the time. Police and peace in the street. Oh, yes. Later on after we left, uh, Bob Marley was also um, coming out with Exodus, which was also a response to the mass migration of all of us who felt threatened at the time. But I know it is really amusing just listening back. You guys are wonderful. It's a wonderful piece. Thank you very much. Bless you. Dreaming. All the crimes
Hey, Jim and Greg. This is Greg from Las Vegas. And uh, love the shoegaze episode. Was wondering, does Jesus and Mary Chain fall into that category? Actually saw them at, I want to say, the Cabaret Metro a thousand years ago. And they played with their back to the audience. And we were like, what? Anyways, love the show, man. Keep it up. Talk to you soon. No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.